Today's sermon is entitled Living Gold. I am living gold. Living gold. I like this picture. Living gold. Living gold. What do I mean by that? To be living gold is to live based on the golden rule. Hmm. Basically, to be living gold is to be acting golden. Hmm. Okay. Um, what's her name? Living my life. Jill Scott. Like it's golden. Not Quite the same, but you could use the same phrase. I'm living my life like it's golden. In other words, I am living gold. Hmm. I am walking gold. Why? Because I live by the golden rule. I think that many people think that you know, being a person of action means you have to create this great mission and agenda. And so people say, well, PC, you've been preaching all year about being people of action and acting a certain way. No, you, you don't need, a, you don't need a, a whole mission. You don't need an agenda. We can be people of action by simply living the golden rule every day. Just be gold. Just be golden, baby. That's all it is. The golden rule is what? Golden rule is treat others like you would want them to treat you. Treat others like you want to be treated. Most know this passage, but few can understand why it is such a powerful rule. Why does it have gold status? Because the rule seems to suggest that it has value. Let me explain. Let me read the text for you. The text says in verses 9 through 12, Or what man is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, I watch that word, know how to give good gifts to your children, then how much more will your father who is in heaven give you what is good to those who ask him? Verse 12, in everything, therefore, here's the golden rule, treat people the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the law and the prophets. Read it with me this time. Let's read it together. In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the law and the the prophets. Let me just um, highlight verses 9 and 10 first. Let me read it again. What man is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf of bread, would give him a stone? Who? What man would give his son a rock if he asked for bread? Verse 10 says, or if he asked for a fish, what man would give his son a snake? You're not going to do that. He's not going to do it. So the first point I want to make about verse 9 and, and about this golden rule before we get into our steps is that there are only two ways you can act. You can either act good or you can act evil. All right. So let's talk about, you know, being people of action. You say, oh, it's complicated. No, 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 I ain't complicated. It really boils down to do you want to act evil 
or do you want to act good? And the golden rule that sums up which way you should go is treat people like you would want them to treat you. You tracking? Why? Good and evil. Why are there only two ways? Listen to this. Well, what does that mean? Good is what you want done to you. Okay? Good is what you want done to you. Evil is what you don't want done to you. Good is what you don't, good is what you do want done to you. Evil is what you don't want done to you. So, let's say, you know, let's not make it complicated. The only two ways you can act. If you're going to act good, then you're going to act in a way that you want things to be done to you. If you act evil, then you're going to act in a way that you don't want people to act towards you. In a movie with Jamie Foxx um, and Gabrielle Union, the movie is called Breaking the Rules, Breaking All the Rules. There's this part in there where he says there's this, uh, he mentions that there's this law of self-preservation. And he says, you can't, nobody really can eat themselves. They can't, you can't bite yourself to the point where you're bleeding or hurt yourself because the self will kick in and say, don't hurt yourself. Why? Because you're feeling the pain. So it's not likely that you're going to eat yourself because the law of self-preservation kicks in. So the point is, it's not likely that you will ever harm yourself. It is not likely that you're going to do anything evil or destructive to yourself when you're in your right mind, right? So if you're not going to do it to you, then don't do it to others. Treat others the same way. So if it's not likely for you to hurt you, then it should not be likely for you to hurt others. Now watch this. Our choice of which to take, good or evil, depends on our relationship with whom we are acting upon or with. Listen to me carefully. So based on who we are, uh, based on our relationship with who we're dealing with, often impacts our choice to do good or to do evil. For instance, in verse 9, Put it back on the screen for me, please. The text says, what man is there among you who when his son, talking about his son, family, you love your son. What man is going to give his son a stone instead of bread, a snake instead of fish? In other words, what man would give his son something that he didn't ask for? That would be evil. That would be harsh. That would be wrong. But the text seems to suggest that based on the father's love or relationship with his son, I will do good and not evil. Are you tracking with what I'm saying? Your relationship often determines how you act. Mm. Here's the problem. The Bible did not ask us to act kindly towards only our family. Mm, we're getting to it. So if this kindness and this goodness is based on relationship, then the text said in like manner, because our father loves us, he will give us what we ask for. In other words, if we ask for bread, he's not going to give us a stone. If we ask for fish, he's not going to give us a serpent. They parallel that. We read that early. Verses 11, uh, verse 11 talks about that. He says, just like a dad wouldn't do evil towards his son, nor will your father do evil towards you. So this understanding helps me relate to the fact that because God loves me, he's going to do good towards me. Are you tracking? Follow me now. It is not likely that God is going to harm me because God loves me. Are you listening? It is not likely that I'm going to harm my daughter or my son or my wife because I 
love them. The problem comes up when we are asked to do good to people we don't know. Where do we get the love needed to cover the good deed done? See, love covers, oh, I give your shirt off my back, boo. I take care of my kids. I'll take care of my wife. I'll here, eat my last chicken nugget, maybe. Uh, I'll, I'll make the sacrifice for you because I love you, right? Love makes me do that. But where do, okay, so give to the stranger on the, where do, where do I get the love for that? Are you tracking? Where do I get the love for the person I don't know. Since we don't know them, we have to get love from ourselves. We have to love ourselves. In other words, we don't love them. What? We don't know them, right? I mean, we don't have intimate relationship with stranger. We don't know them. So we don't have the love for them to do good to them. So where do I get the love from? I get the love from myself. In other words, the love that I have for me, the love that prevents me from hurting me allows me to do good for you because I love myself enough for me and you. Tracking? So therefore, God says, treat others like you would want them to treat you. That is the golden rule. So this text narrows down to how we treat the ordinary individual. Your common everyday, true blue, your Sally, your Jim, your Timmy, anybody. We are living gold. But this is hard to do. If you don't love God, oh, it's hard to do. If you don't love yourself, it's hard to do. And certainly, if you don't love people, period, it's hard to be living gold. I'm a walking bar. I'm a walking bar of gold. In the Fort Knox of God's kingdom, I am a bar of value. Why? Because I've understood the ability to be able to love the stranger that I don't even have a relationship with because I love God and I love myself enough to love people I don't even know. So let's see if we can learn some lessons about how to act from the golden rule in Matthew 7. And 12. The text says this In everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you. For this is the law and the prophets. Now look at this. Point number one. Let's talk about limitations. The text said, In all things, all things, whatever, in every situation or circumstance, all things, let's talk about limitations, to act golden, to live, to be living gold, you have to remove the limitations on your life. And what do I mean by that? I mean that we categorize people. Let me say, I got this for you. 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 And church folk are notorious for classifying people and they treat people a certain way than they do other people who aren't in their group. How about the status? You've seen how it's treated If you're not red carpet status, you got to walk on concrete. Um, If you are in VIP status, you got to park way down the block. So there is this differentiation and classifications of people which creates limitations. Uh, Watch this now. Stay with me. So we serve a God who is unlimited 
yet we put limits on our lives every day by categorizing ourselves, classifying ourselves, saying things like this, saying things like, um, my back hurts. I can only do this. Or I only make 20,000. I could never buy a home. Limitation. Um, he'll never like me. I'm not cute enough. Limitation. Uh, we'll never be able to live in this neighborhood. Limitation. And we go through life categorizing and classifying people and things and health status and all of that. But God says to be living gold, you have to see your value as able to transcend your current situation. Most people place limits on their lives based on their current situation. Well, God is not only the God of your current situation. God evaluates past, present, and future. So therefore, God can make a decision in your present because he knows your future. Your present is not your end all. So God says, I know what your future is. So even though you don't have this status now, go ahead and choose this because your status will be changing. And so you remove the limitations because the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we say, watch this now. Let me, let me, let me say it this way. We say, I will do anything for my kids. Oh, and the mothers. I see them all day on social media. I goes hard for my kids. I goes hard. My kids are everything to me. This is my heartbeat. Oh, this is my life. I live for them, right? No limitations for your kids. Why? Because you love them. But when it comes to other folks, are you saying that about your neighbor down the block? I go hard for my neighbor. I do anything for my neighbor. I do anything for my cousin who made me mad. No, 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 no. When it comes to others, the limits change based on our depth of knowledge of them or love for them. Are you tracking? The rule says all things, whatever it is you desire in all things. He says the rule is whatever you may will for yourself, you must desire it for somebody else. Are you tracking? You can't live a limited life and serve a limitless God. That's a quotable. Put that on a tweet, tweet, tweet. (laughs) Be willing to do anything for someone else based on what you are willing to do for yourself. You tracking? I'm going to say that again. Be willing to do anything for someone else based on what you are willing to do for yourself. Now you go hard for you. There are people who leave the church all the time for themselves. There are people who leave marriages all the time for themselves. There are people who leave their kids all the time for themselves. How about this? It's time to do me, boo. I have to self-care. I can't come because this is a season of me. Team of me. People will do anything for themselves, but you have to see to live golden. You have to be willing to do just as much that you were willing to do for yourself to be able to do it for others. Now, if you have little love for yourself, then little action will be done for another. If you have much love for yourself, then much love will be done for others. If you have no love for yourself, then you will have no love for others. So the text says, all things whatsoever you desire. Whatsoever you desire, because no man who loves himself will create anything to do to himself harm. 
You won't. So, so he says, whatever he says in all things, whatever you desire for you, he says, I trust that you're not going to hurt yourself. In other words, the grid for treating somebody else well is to be able to treat yourself, to be able to know in all things, you can do whatever you want to yourself because you're not going to hurt yourself. So God says in contra or in the same pattern, just as you would go all out for you, go all out for the person you don't know. So create to the height of your imagination. God says all things. In other words, there are no limits. Be who you want to be. Buy what you want to buy. Live where you want to live. Do what you want to do. Because the inference is, oh, this is good. The inference is that if you're willing to do it for you, you're going to believe it for somebody else. You're going to be passionate and say, girl, you can get this. Just like I told the story about how my mom, uh, Vernette Bates, uh, who passed, my friend's mom who passed, talked my mother into buying a house in Ladera Heights. And we were living over there on 64th Street off Gage and, and over there. And we was chilling in our, and I'll do, what was it, two bedroom? One, two, two bedroom, two, three bedroom house, and whatever. Mom, uh, they say, Vernette talked her into buying a new house because what she believed God for, for her family, she talked my mother in. So God says, whatever, in other words, think big. Whatever it is you're willing to do to you, I got confidence in that because you're not going to hurt yourself and what good you do to you, you're going to try to explain it to someone else. Are you tracking? So the text says, uh, there's a passage that says, um, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And the, the idea is, God says, if you love me, you're going to do right. If you love me, you're not going to do evil. If you love, we already have seen the pattern in verse 9 and 10. If a father loves his son, he's not going to give him a serpent for a fish. Not going to happen. Do you understand? Where there is love, where there's a premise of love, nobody's going to do what's wrong. So God says, just love me. Just love me and you will keep my commandments because the love you have will make you do right. Are you understanding? So listen, love obeys. Real love doesn't harm. So anybody who says they love you but give you a serpent instead of a fish or a stone instead of bread, that's not love. Real love doesn't harm. It only fulfills desires. Listen, the abuser who says he loves you or she says she loves you because women be hitting too. Let me just put that in perspective. Domestic violence is not one-way street, baby. There are women who are just as violent as men. Of course, the numbers are proportionate, but we understand that the numbers are rising. The point is, love doesn't harm. It only fulfills desires. Listen to what I'm saying. Love comes to fulfill a desire. Love comes to fulfill, in other words, love exists to give you what you need. Love exists to give you what you want. So the purpose of love is not, is not to not give you what you ask for. The purpose of love is to do good. And what is good? Good is, is giving people what you want them to give to you. Evil is not giving or giving people what you don't want them to give to you. So love fulfills life. Love fulfills desires. The fulfilled life is the life of action toward others because that means you are full of love and love fulfills. So walking as living gold, you are fulfilling people's lives because of the love. Listen, you say, well, they don't love me and they disrespected me. And remember, this does, your action is not based on them. Remember, we showed you that. It is, you don't even know them or even if you do, it doesn't matter. Your love, your action is based on the love you have for yourself. The paradigm in the golden rule is treat others as you would want them to treat you. So the first thing to look at is how you want to be treated before you act upon treating others. Instead of looking at them, the first step is, oh, I'm going to treat them mean because I'm looking at them. Well, they disrespected me. They hurt me. They, no, 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 no. Don't start there. Start with this. 
How would I want to be treated in this situation? How would I treat me? How would I serve me? How would I love me? Based on that love, then you go to them and say, can, we, can I highlight you? Can I talk to you for a minute? Your act, I guarantee you your actions would di- be different if you put your actions through the grid of how you would treat yourself. Are you understanding what I'm go- talking about? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go to point two. Point two, we're talking about limitation. Number two, desires. Desires are important when you're living golden. Because the text says, however you want them to treat you is the paradigm. However you want them to treat you, want is a term of a desire. This is about desire. Say desires with me. Desires. Desires. All right. This is not, listen to me, because some of you Christians, you don't wait a minute, PC. Wait a minute, see why. This is not what you can tolerate. The golden rule doesn't say give people what you can tolerate. (laughs) It's give people what you want. You see what I'm saying? He says, he says, whatever it is, all things that you, in all things that you may desire or want, he says, not even need. He said, don't give them what you need. He's saying, he's taking up a knot. He says to live golden is to give people the types of things that you want. So let me put it in a, a really a strange scenario. And it's even hard to conceive. How about this? I want a Lamborghini. Okay. I want a Lamborghini. I don't necessarily need a Lamborghini, but I want a Lamborghini. So if a stranger needs a car, wants a car, or I want to be a blessing or love somebody, I should be able to go as high as a Lamborghini to give to a complete stranger. In other words, don't give them a bucket just because they're a stranger. Give them what you're willing to give to yourself if you have the means or the resources to do so. I'm not saying be stupid. I'm, I'm just trying to show you the parallel. If you're able to do that, if I got buku money, I see somebody on the street, I want to bless them with a car. Why not give them the kind of car you would drive? Don't just say, oh, well, here's a little bucket over here. Give them the kind of car you would drive. Oh, I love that. This is good. This is good. So you don't give people the things that you need. You know, well, I need some clothes. You know, I just need a little clothes. And so you start giving people based on how you need. No, uh-uh. he says, give it based on what you want, because the things, the things you like, the things that you like, that's what you give to others. It is the things that you desire, not tolerate, nor is it what you need, because you aren't even a good judge of that. We aren't even a good judge of what we need. We don't even always know what we need, but we are a good judge of character for what we want. Let me tell you what I desire. Let me give you my list. When people say, what do you need? Well, uh, I need, let me think now. But if I said, what do you want? Oh, I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. Because it comes easier. You are a great judge of what you desire because you would seek the best scenario for yourself. So God is saying to be living gold, seek the best scenario for the people you encounter every day, whether you know them, love them or not. Boom, paya. So to commit better acts toward others, we must be better people of desires. Oh, this is going to be good, Jonna. Watch this. We must be better people of desires. And I know many say, I don't want anything. You know, I don't care. Whatever you decide, it's your choice. But if you don't know your own desires, then you can't fulfill the golden rule because the golden rule only works when you are giving to others what you want, not what they want. You give to people the types of things that you desire. If you don't have your own desires, you aren't going to bless other people. Other people would love to get what you want for yourself. (laughs) This is so good. So to listen, you've got to know what you want out of life because the golden rule is treat people how you want to be treated. Well, if I don't know what I want, 
then how can I give what I don't know? Ooh, come on, this is good. The two greatest knowledges in the world is knowing God and knowing self. I'm going to say it again. The two greatest knowledges in the world is knowing God and knowing self. In knowing these two, in knowing God and knowing you, Guess what? You know others. So we spend all of our lives trying to understand others when we should study God and study ourselves first. Because a good understanding of yourself will teach you what to give to the person you don't know. A master who doesn't study is a master of nothing. Oh, I like this one. This is a quotable. Write this one down. He or she who never self-reflects reflects others. (laughs) He who never self-reflects reflects others, not self. In other words, when I spend, listen, when I spend my time studying others, I reflect them. But when I spend my life reflecting on myself, I reflect me. I'm not trying to be him. I'm not trying to be her. I'm trying to be me. Ain't nobody who could be a better PC than me. There is no other Cherry the George, the Smith, the third better than me. I've got me pegged down. It always baffles me. People don't, people don't know how much I self-reflect. So they try to tell me about me. Now, I listen to criticism. I'm not saying I'm above criticism, but I'm trying to tell you, boo, before you even get started, let me just help you understand. I've been living with me (laughs) for so many years and I know me and you think you know me? Yeah, you know some things about me, but you don't really know me. Why? Because I've been studying. Now you might get away with some of that foolishness with other people who haven't studied themselves. So they let you talk to them like a fool. They let you treat them any kind of way. Up. That ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. That ain't going to work with me because I know who I am. I have self-reflected and I know my desires. And my desire is not to be treated that way. I would never treat you that way. So I will not allow you to treat me that way. I know what I want. Oh, this is good. I'm about to do my twerk. I'm going to do my little, oh, don't, 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 wait a minute. All right. So listen, you must learn your desires. Let's go to point number three. Let's get out of here. Listen, let's talk about ratios. Talk about ratios. Ratio. Talk about a ratio. Do to you what you want done to them. Do or do to do to them what you want done to you. So do to you, do to them. Do to you, do to them. So this is a ratio of acts. It's a ratio of action. It's a ratio. What's done to you, you want to do to them. So the ratio is whatever happens to me, the ratio of what happens to me, the ratio to what happens to them. So in other words, they're connected. So what happens over here impacts what happens over here. There's a ratio. Do to you, do to them what you want done to you. So first we see that it is a rule of engagement. It is a rule of engagement to live golden. To be living gold means you have to engage with other people, period. You cannot be living gold and you a hermit. You cannot be living gold and you don't communicate and you don't uh, 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 socialize. You don't uh, uh, engage with people. To be living gold, God says, I want you to talk to somebody, meet somebody. And when engaging, you have to take into account what is needed, how long it will take, how long you will execute, all of that. In other words, watch this now. When I think about engaging with people, I have to think about the ratio and the ability of what can happen to me. Because remember, I'm going to do to you Only what I'm able or what I desire or want to be done to me. 
So I've got to be able to understand the ratio of what it would take to be me. Because what it takes to be me is going to be reflective of what it's going to take for me to treat you a certain way. So I've got to know the ratio. In other words, if I've got a whole pie and I take three quarters of the pie, there's a quarter left of what's going to be given to you. I've got to understand the ratio. Too many of us eat the whole pie and then expect to have something left over for the people who need you. No, you ate the whole pie. You didn't consider the ratio. The ratio must include, let's cut target. The ratio must include that how you live for you has to have a portion of how you live for others. Ooh, man, this is juicy, Kamlada. Listen, what I'm telling you is whatever I do to make my life grand and golden must be a portion of that, a ratio of that must be reflective of how I roll for others. (laughs) In other words, you can't be a prince and treat people like they're papas, paupers, P-A-U-P-E-R-S. In other words, you can't be rolling lofty and then talk to the maid or the servant or the waitress like they ain't got no royalty. In other, watch this. In other words, if God says, I am a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, if I am a prince and a king in his kingdom, then I must take that in ratio and treat people like they are kings, like they are princes, like they are uh, holy nations and priests and godly. I have to treat people to the ratio of what, oh man, are you getting this? Because the rule says treat people how you want to be treated. So if I treat me, what, and we even say that, I'm treating me today to meet some Christian Louis Vuittons, some red bottoms. That's what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm treating me to a Hugo Boss. I'm treating me to a, a nice juicy steak. If you, I, Right now, I feel it right now. I feel it right now. If Listen to me. Listen to me. If you had steak this month, if you had a juicy steak at a juicy restaurant, I challenge you to not give the homeless person, not give the homeless person a piece of bread or a handout of $5. I challenge you, go back to the restaurant you ate at, get a gift certificate where you had the steak. Go back to the person, the homeless person, give them a gift certificate to Fleming's or Maestro's or wherever it is you ate your big meal, Sizzler, whatever it is you you did, you splurged on for you, take it and give it to that person. And they'll be like, oh, wait a minute. You lighten, listen, you brighten people's days when you do something beyond their expectation. People don't expect much now. People don't think people are going to be kind. People don't expect you to be loving or thoughtful. People don't think that you're going to go above and beyond. I'm telling you, blow their socks off and do something incredibly astonishing. Why? Because God has done something incredibly astonishing in your life. In light of this, we learn it is a measured response based on -on one-on-one. It is not the masses ratio. It is not one to masses. So many of you think, well, okay, well, God called me. I got to reach the world. No, 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 no. The golden rule is it's one to one. God says, just do your best to reach one each day. Every situation has one. And God ain't telling you, go change the world. Go get one. The ratio of the golden rule is one to one. How do I know that? Listen, example, I have this vision in my mind whenever I'm a big pop star or whenever I'm backstage and, you know, everybody's chanting, oh, G-O, 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 and they're going to be waiting to get in. Everybody's going to be waiting to get in. Long line. And then my son walks up and, and he said, my, da- my daddy is G-O. And, and guess what? He gets in. He gets in one-to-one. I can Listen, I can let my son backstage because it's one-to-one. But would I, would I be able to let the whole arena backstage? 
No, that wouldn't make sense because the ratio of the golden rule is not one to masses, it's one to one. And so people oftentimes don't do something for one because they say, well, I can't help everybody. No, help one. Be that amazing person to one. And each one of those adds up to a mass over time. Ooh, God, I hope you get this. Listen, I can't let the whole arena in because it's not enough capacity. I can't be this golden rule to everybody all at once, but I can be that piece of gold that someone needs on Monday at 12 o'clock, sitting at work, the desk next to the coworker who needs my time. This golden rule is meant for a one-on-one engagement on a daily basis. And God is saying this rule is about interaction. There are times when you plan to react as a nation or a group. Yes, you strategize, we act as a nation, but this rule is based on one-on-one. And what God is saying is, watch how you act one-on-one. Mm. Ooh, I felt that. The Holy Ghost is all in my toes. In other words, it's the everyday one-to-one interaction with coworkers, neighbors, and friends. Finally, I give you this. It's the rule, boo. It's the rule. It is called the golden rule because it is the rule. Now, let me wrap this up for you. A rule is the prescribed guide for conduct. It's called the golden rule because the rule is to govern our actions. Say it again. It's called the golden rule. I'm living gold because I live by the golden rule. I'm living gold. I am living gold because I live by the golden rule and the golden rule governs my actions. You get it? My rules impact my actions and the rule has such value it's considered golden. Woo. So listen, an accepted, listen, uh, an accepted procedure, uh, a rule is an accepted procedure or a custom or a habit. Now listen to me carefully. Listen to this carefully, Latanya. Listen, it is not a rule if no one accepts it or agrees to it. It's not a rule if we don't agree to it because a rule governs who? The rule governs no one. So it's not a rule. Who's it a rule for? It's not the rule is the golden rule is not for me. The golden rule is for people who agree to it, who accept it. So the rule only works when people are willing to abide by it. So living golden to live golden means that you accept this rule. You accept this rule. Number one, you accept the removal of limitations. Number two, you accept the rule that you're going to have desires. Tracking? And then you accept the rule of the ratio. The ratio of one to one. This is how I live. I embrace those rules. You've got to ask yourself, do I embrace those rules? Latanya, Tony, Tia, are you for those rules? He taught them that this is the law. He says, this is the rule He said, the text said, it is the law and it is the prophets. In other words, it is the rule. It's in the book. It's been established. The council agrees on it. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is what we've ordered. He taught them this is the law. This is what God is set to do. So if you love him, then do it. This is how you should act in 2022. You should act golden. Do it because God said so. It's the rule. Why are you acting like this? Why are you being so kind to people who don't like you? Because it's the rule. Why are you loving people who refuse to forgive you? Because it's the rule. Why are you continuously giving something of so? Why did you give them that expensive necklace? You could have gone down to the uh, the flea market and got them a little uh, one that turns a color. No, the rule the rule says if I wouldn't wear it, why would I? Can't, man, I'm gonna turn around in a circle. If I wouldn't wear it, why am I gonna give it to you to wear? We gotta raise the value. Man, this is juicy. 
All the law is wrapped up in this. So some of you say, well, this is the law in the Old Testament. Well, the New Testament says it this way. He says, love God and love others as you love yourself. That's what the Bible says. He says, all of the laws are wrapped up in this one commandment. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's what the Bible says. The Bible is clear. James 2 and 8 says, you can write this down, James. James 2 and 8 says, it says that the royal law, the royal law says, if you love your neighbor as you love yourself, you do well. In other words, I'm going to do well in my life if I live by the golden rule. Do you get it? So to the degree that you're a blessing to other people is to the degree that it comes back to you. That's why the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. How? Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. People never quote this part, but it says, shall men give unto your bosom. In other words, it'll come back to you. People will just start loving you and blessing you when you continue to live golden. How about this? I am living gold. And when I'm living gold, that value comes. How about this? Gold appreciates in value. I am an appreciating item in the kingdom of God. Even though I'm getting older, my value is increasing. And my value increases because I treat my wife right. Because I treat my kids right. Okay, brag about your family. Ha! Because I treat my neighbor right. Because I treat the stranger right. Because, ooh, this gonna get you. Because I treat my enemy right. Ooh, because I get, listen, I didn't have to do it for my enemy. I didn't have to give it to my enemy. I know they want me dead, but I'm a bless them. Because when I bless, ooh, when I bless my enemy, it increases the wellness on my own life. Now watch this. Even the Bible talks about it takes no great honor. It takes no great effort to love people who love you. The Bible already teaches that. It ain't no special about that. So I think, I think, I think, I think the text is saying, mm, mm, mm. I think it's saying, watch this. The greater the distance of who you love and know is the greater the value of the return on your life. Watch this. When you only do good for the people in your family and that you're close to, there's little return. There's little value because God says you should do that anyway based on your love for them. But when you go out of your way to be loving toward people who you don't even know, God says, that's where I'm going to pay you. That's where I'm going to give you value. That's where I'm going to increase and appreciate the value of you as a person. We must make love and religion our business, family business, and be committed to treating others the way God would treat us. I conclude with this, you wonderful, amazing people. Look at that gold egg in the middle of all those whites Being living gold is for those who are righteous. And the only way to fulfill this rule is to see everyone the same. And by that I mean we must be willing to put ourselves in the place of others when considering how we should act. If you see on the screen, you see all the eggs there. You see, these are all people and you can't be to them a blessing when you're not among them. So we must be willing to put ourselves in their place. Do you see it right there? We put ourselves in their place. In other words, get in the egg carton with them. Be one of them. Be like them. And I believe that's why God gives us similar hardships. Christians go through divorces. Christians lose jobs. Christians lose children. Christians get sick. Why? Because we must be gold eggs in the middle of a carton surrounded by white ones. We must know what it's like to sit 
in their shoes so that we can know what to give that is better than where they are. Wasn't that like Jesus who came down from glory out of heaven and clothed himself in like manner as we are and became a servant, obedient even unto death because he needed to know how to die so he could know how to give us life. I'm telling you that when you put yourself in other people's shoes. That's what the role is. Treat others how you want to be treated. In other words, instead of going at them, put yourself in their shoes and then give to them like you're giving to yourself. Oh, that's just too good. What I'm telling you is put yourself in their position and then give to yourself like you give to them like you were given to you. In other words, let me do it this way. So listen, the person is in there. You got to give to them. They're facing this way. And then you're the person that's going to give to them. So before you give to them, change sides, put yourself inside of them, get inside. I'm, I'm inside of them. And then see yourself giving to yourself, giving to them like you're giving to yourself. Now you aren't going to do anything to hurt you. You are not going to sock you. You are not going to rib you. You are not going to speak darkly to you because that's you. So God says, put yourself in people's shoes and live your life like you golden. Come on. In other words, be living gold to people you don't even know. Replace people with yourself. Then ask yourself, how would you like for this to turn out for you? In other words, instead of talking about people and saying how bad off they are, put yourself in their shoes. See yourself there and say, what would I want to be done to me? And then based on what you come up for you, desire, what you know you want for you, God says, take what you dreamed up for you and dream it for them. (laughs) In other words, give them what you would want for you. And if you can't create an outcome as good for others as you can for yourself, then you are not living gold. (laughs) You are not living the golden rule if you cannot be good to others as well as you are to yourself. I'm preaching somebody's shoes is burning. So as we embark on another week as people of action, as people who are learning how to act, we too must take a hard look at ourselves and get comfortable with our own desires, with our limitations before we can have impact upon others. The strongest and the greatest impact Upon others is the impact of love. People forget what you say, but they rarely forget how you treat them. May our Heavenly Father continue to give us what we ask of Him, and in turn, may we grow increasingly more comfortable with giving others what they ask of us. I'm PC. And I'm living gold, but that's all I've got.